What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserves Radio. I'm your host, Ren. With me, as always, Angelo and Austin. Guys, look, I'm going to be real with you. We're going to be honest here. It's, it's 2K day, and, like, uh, that's... You, that's did it. you just said today was 2K. Yeah! No, no, no. Okay. You admitted it, defeat. It's, you admitted it's, defeat. It's legit. Okay. Yesterday was 2K day. If you took a trip to New Zealand on Xbox, on Xbox, because that's the only console you can do it on, and we did, and Angela's denying us 2K day. Today is officially 2K day. It's released Thank for you. everyone. So, like, that's what we've been doing for the past like 24 hours. Thank you. It, look, I'm tired. Acknowledge me. I'm not acknowledging you. So, like, that's where we want to be right now. Um. <laughs> This is where we want to be. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. What, Angela? I got go a ahead. fun story. Um, got a fun so, story. Story so, comes, Angela. So Alexis was off the last week, and we were because and we planned some stuff, and we were mm-hmm. talking about um, the recording schedule this week because I do the football and the basketball one. Mm-hmm. So um, there was this movie she wanted to watch that um the last day would have been a day me and alex were recording and she said that just take me to a restaurant and record that day well i ended up not recording that day <laughs> so yeah the the noties this week were weird for me yeah i got yeah. mine super late but regardless um we went to this restaurant mm-hmm. and apparently while we were eating the credit card machine went down Oh, I hate when that happens. And apparently it affected their whole system. So um, they ran my card, and after, like, it didn't go through, they told us just to leave the meal is on the house. Damn. <laughs> yeah. That's... How often does that happen? Like I've never had that happen to me before. Yeah, I've, I've never had anything like that. Life. At least not, like, that, like, restaurant, like, no. You know what? We're going back there. So Yeah, I mean that's it's good customer service. Like exactly. we screwed up, our servers are messed up. We're gonna take care of you. Like that that's 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 good to see. Um so yeah, that's the long way of saying it is now Friday. We normally record on Thursday, but we were busy yesterday. Um You were busy yesterday. Yeah, because I, I was embracing two K Day. Uh so yeah, Austin's been quiet. Austin's mic's buzzing a little bit, and he's actually while we're recording, he's he's playing two K because that's that's what we're doing. Um, I bet you are too. Stop it. I'm not. I don't oh, even wait, have. Oh you can't because you. No no no. I I I record in a separate room. You record in the closet. That's right. Yeah, uh so let's go ahead. There's not much nba news the only news that i was able to find unless one of you has something uh, is related to fiba and we will cover fiba when it's over i'm i don't want to do weekly updates on it but there there is some interesting things like serbia destroyed canada i i I won't say they destroyed canada but 
Serbia is in the finals and they don't have Jokic because he's sitting out this FIBA Cup. So, like, Serbia's got a really good team is what I'm saying. But, look, I'm that we're not here for FIBA. We're here for NBA. So, a question of the day. Or question of the week, I guess. Um, is, are you someone or would you try like something new like are you someone that's open to trying new things um like what's the most like out of left field thing you've tried or are you someone that you like certain things and you don't deviate from that so it depends on the thing absolutely not for me yeah it definitely depends on the thing for me so like food i'll get i'll give it a go but like an activity maybe not i like my certain activities and I usually stick to that. For me, it's completely like I kind of live by the mantra that I will try anything once. And if I don't like it, I'll try it a second time, especially if it's like food, because like you can have a food and you've tried it and it's bad. And then you try it the next time. And the person that was preparing it knew what they were doing. And now it's one of your favorite foods. So I'm definitely open to trying new things. Um, I will try anything one time, even if it's something like... There was a... It was a little bit of a story time. Uh, Like two years ago, three years ago, a friend of mine had ordered like tarantulas that were lightly salted. That's important. Lightly salted tarantulas in a bag, and like we ate them. And they were disgusting, but how many people would do that, right? So that's kind of how I attack life in any form. Like, even if it's something I don't think I'm going to like, I'll try it. Because how do you know without trying it? Um, Austin, what about you? You've been literally quiet since the start of this episode. Yeah, my computer's going through it tonight. Um, I mean... I'm kind of with you on the food. Like, I will try some foods. I draw the line on seafood, as you all know. Oh, I, d- I don't do seafood. Um, go ahead, go ahead, Austin. Say the phrase. No. Yes. Say the know. say the damn phrase. No. Say the phrase. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so when I was a kid, I made up this saying that if it's from the sea, it's not for me. That's a terrible way to live. It is a nope, terrible way to it's live. Fine. No, so, it's... so have you ever experienced surf and turf? Nope. Gah. Okay, so have you ever in your life had a crab leg? I've tried it. My family loves crab. I don't eat it. Have you ever had a lobster tail? Yes. Have you ever tried swordfish? No, I've not There's tried no swordfish. Way. Have you ever had a tuna steak? No. Have you ever had shrimp? Yes. <laughs> I will say, I will say, shrimp is the only thing I could eat without, like... You know, technically, you know, technically, shrimp are bugs. They're not, they're not seafood. Okay, right? then I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so weird to me. Like, there are a few things I like more than, like, properly cooked salmon. Or, like, even, like, tilapia. Even though tilapia is, like, lunch line food, 
Um, I like salmon more than tilapia. I, I like salmon more than tilapia for sure. Or like a good tilapia. like southern fried catfish. Like there, there's. Oh my god, I'm getting hungry. You know, um, you know what I haven't tried, but I'm going to because Alexis is like Austin, and she will not eat seafood, so I have to wait for a day she's not home. <laughs> but we have these uh, frozen crawfish. Oh, I love I, crawfish. I want to try it because I've never I'm, had crawfish. So frozen might be weird. I'm gonna. I'm not. It. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but no, if you ever get a chance to go down to New Orleans, for sure, like find a find a place because it is. They have a weird, like gamey taste to them, but it's good. So, okay, let let let's shift the question a little bit. What is like Angelo already gave his answer. What's something you want to try soon that you've never had before? Austin. And it doesn't have to be food. Like it can be oh, an activity. Okay. I was like, huh. Food or an activity. I don't know. I don't think things ahead. Ah. <laughs> That's chaotic. I've been debating um, lately, even though I'm like I don't do heights. I've been debating looking at skydiving. Oh dude, do it. So that's actually gonna be mine. So I've done skydiving. Mine, I want to try base jumping. The only problem is I think you actually have to get jump certified to do it because I don't think they do tandem and they're not going to let you jump off the side of something with a parachute by yourself. So I don't know. Maybe that's something I'll do next year. Like go get myself certified to jump from a high place. That'd be cool. You can do that. I'm going to stay alive. Okay, but I want you to Google how many accidents there are from those things. It could be zero. It, I don't it, care. It's not zero. It's greater than zero. But like, me and Angel will have the chalk. You know, the chalk. Okay, fine. That's fair. Um, so we're going to do a continuation of last week's episode. Um, one, because we didn't really prepare this week. But two, um, because <laughs> we, we got to finish the, how about say, what we, what we started. <laughs> That's the thing. We didn't really have to prepare because we did the first half of this list last week. So what we're doing is we're going through Bleacher Report's top 100 predictions for next year. And we're deciding whether we agree with them or whether we think that player should be higher or lower. Again, it's all based on personal opinion. And two, it's not got to make sense. So like, if we say like all of these players deserve to be higher, just go with it. Like Even though that's not possible, because someone would have to be lower in that case. It's just, do we think that player, like, maybe they're being underrated, even though there's only this many spots. We don't know who's on the list. We have not looked. Well, I haven't looked ahead on the list. I doubt you two have, though I know a few content creators have also done this idea. We were the first last week. We did it first. Um... So yeah, let's let's get into it. We ended last week at number fifty, which was Chris Middleton. Um, this week we're starting at forty-nine. That's how numbers work. And number forty-nine is Draymond Green. Last year he finished with eight point five points per game, seven point two rebounds per game, seven assists per game, shooting fifty-two point seven from the field and thirty and a half from three. He played seventy-three games. Previously he was ranked in the top forty-five. So he has dropped a little bit. Um, I think this is fair for Draymond, um, especially at this point in his career. I think that in his prime, he definitely would have been higher. 
but he he's getting older. He's slow. He's not like his beard is gray. That's, I think yeah. Draymond, even if we're not talking about this year, is probably like one of the hardest person people to grade because yeah. how do you, how do you value his defense, his passing? What do you consider? Do you consider him a good shooter? Like. I consider him an adequate shooter for his position because he, for all intents and purposes, he plays the five. Like, that is his role. If we were to break it down positionally, he plays the center position, even though they're, you know, Kevon Looney will be on the floor or whatever, James Wiseman. But I think the spot where Draymond is still hyper valuable because you said his defense. I don't think his defense is still where like it's not anywhere near where it was in his prime. It's still really, really, really good. But I think the value of Dre is his playmaking, and it's this kind of the same thing with LeBron, where as he's gotten older, he's lost a step. He's not able to score as much and i'm not saying dre was ever a great scorer by any stretch of the imagination but the value is the fact that he's a i hate using this phrase but a student of the game he's very great at reading a defense and making the right play um so i i think it's fair to still have him in the top 50 i think being at the very end of the top 50 is exactly where he should be yeah i think it fits him do you believe there's an alternate like history where Draymond isn't on a completely stacked team full of shooters and he has to develop an offensive game? So okay, so here's the thing is he did develop an offensive game, just not a scoring game. Right. Do I think he would need to be a scorer in a different timeline? Maybe. I think, I think he could have done it. Like, he has all the physical tools. It's just, look, if you're playing with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, you give them the ball, you get out of the way. Yeah. Like, that. that's the smart play. And as, like, Dre makes some pretty stupid comments sometimes, but in terms of on the floor, he, he's one of the most intelligent players there is. So, yeah. Uh, number 48 is LaMelo Ball. Ooh. 23.5 points per game, 6.5 rebounds, 8.5 assists, 41% from the field, 37% from three. He only played 36 games. I. This one's tough. This one's tough. You could make an argument for both cases. Because yeah. You could mm-hmm. say his talent dictates him to be higher, and it does. But his efficiency could... dictates him to be lower. Yes, and availability as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I guess what we're saying is two in a row, we're saying they're where they should be because you could make the argument both ways, and I don't think you would be wrong. Um, now, granted, with his talent, if he had a competent team around him, would he be more efficient? Probably, because, like, right now, what do you do? You just guard LaMelo. So, I saw um, a Reddit post recently. I, and actually, I want, your, I want your guys' take on this. We're going to diverge a little bit. And it said, um, where do you rank the Hornets' young core compared to other young core? And it had teams like the Rockets. Yeah, I saw the post. Uh, Okay, okay. Where do Um, you think, are they like a lower tier young core? Are they in the middle? 
I would have to like actually look at it. Hold on, let me see if I can pull it up real quick because I think I would put them in the middle. Which is fair. Because I actually don't hate the Hornets core. I think the Hornets kind of get this thing where they're not that big of a market and they historically haven't been good, so you kind of discount okay. them. So, but the talent so, on that team is you can't deny. So the team, there's eight teams on the list. So it's the OKC Thunder with SGA, Chet, and Giddy. Um, the the Rockets, Rockets yeah, the Rockets are on there. The Rockets are on there. The Magic, the Blazers, the Pacers, the Hornets, the Pistons, and the Spurs. So, here's the argument for the Hornets, because the other teams, like the Thunder, I'll use an example, have the best individual player in someone like SGA, if mm-hmm. you want to say Victor for the Spurs. I think LaMelo, at least if he's available and healthy, compares similarly to them. And so I think I, I like what Brandon Miller could be over. So I think I think that as I'm looking at this, I think the OKC it's tough. It's but so okay. this is Homerism, but for me, it's between the Pacers and the Thunder because they have the solidified stars, right? SGA and Tyrese Halliburton, we agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think those are the top two. And then after that, I think the Pistons, because I think K, Jaden Ivey alone bring them up. Trailblazers, Trailblazers are low. Yeah, trailblazers are like the best to me. On this list, just because Anthony Simons, like he, he doesn't play defense. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a bunch of combo guards. They they have a bunch of yeah. combo guards. They don't have a team. They just have a position. Yeah. Austin's gonna be mad, but then I've got the Spurs because I th- I do think Wimby is talent wise. He brings them up there. So here's yeah. the thing: we actually have talked about the Spurs players a lot outside of Wemby in our top 10 list. Devin Cassell, and I'm drawing a blank on the other one. Uh, Johnson. Yes. Yeah, Keldon Johnson. Yes. They had those names. very underrated season. So you could argue... I, I can see an argument for the Spurs being at the top. Yeah. I think for me, the Magic being up there, I think they're probably the bottom... And the reason being is if you look at this image, and I don't know if you guys have it pulled up. We don't have it pulled up, but I understand the reasoning for the the magic. Paolo had a great season, but it's just his first season. And honestly, the magic have a lot of like things that could be good, but not they haven't mm-hmm. like they're bad at developing. developed them yet. Well, for me, it's because it's it's Paolo Wagner. And then the third player in their young core is Anthony Black. And <laughs> while I'm not meaning any disrespect to Anthony Black, like he's not Brandon Miller, he's not Scoot Henderson, he's not Victor Wembanyama. Like, right. I'm sure if you follow college basketball, you are aware that Anthony Black is a great player, mm-hmm. but he's not one of those three. No, I agree. Um, 
and I, I guess that kind of makes me a hypocrite because the Pacers are Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Matherin, and Jairus Walker. But it's because Tyrese Halliburton is a legitimate star in the league. Um, so I don't know. I, I think they're right in the middle. I, I think the Hornets... Thunder because Chet Holmgren didn't play last season. I, I think Thunder's probably the best. I think Thunder's probably the best, and then the Pacers are right behind them. And then I think the Hornets are probably right in the middle. Yeah, I can see it. I don't hate the Hornets. Um, that was, that was a good question, so. Yeah. Um, so number 47 is DeJounte Murray, the other point guard over in Atlanta. Last year, 20.5 points per game, 5.3 rebounds, 6.1 assists, 46.5 from the field, and 34.5 from three. Take it away, Angelo. I think he should be higher because he's the best point guard on the Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I told Angelo to do it. I knew that was coming. I figured. I think he should be higher not because... Um, not he's the bias. not because he's the better point guard, but just because he's. I'm thinking about who we talked about last week. I'm pretty sure he's probably the best remaining defensive point guard, hands down. And I think that there's value in that. And it's not like, yeah, he wasn't super efficient from three, but you get twenty and a half points out of someone that's a solid defender, greater than solid defender. And he probably should be higher. Um, there's a little bit of feedback coming through one of your mics. Um, it's awesome. There you go. But when he wasn't on the floor, the Hawks net rating was significantly worse. Whether that yeah. was because of his offensive production or his defensive production, I'm guessing the latter because, let's be real, Trey Young is a lot of things, but a defender, he's not. So well, he's also not. Never mind. We will talk about Trey Young because he's going to be higher on this list. So we will save it for that. But yep. regardless, I think Dejounte Murray is a little bit underrated. I think top forty for sure. I don't know if I would go much higher than that. I just with his defense alone, he should be higher. Sure. Austin, your take. Higher, lower, baby. Higher. I mean, you hit all the points, but his defense is why I think he should be a lot higher. It, it, it's easy. Um. So next is number forty-six, OG Ananobi. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get to it in a second because we're we're all gonna disagree with him being this low. Uh, sixteen point eight points per game. We'll round it up and say seven. Five rebounds per game. Two assists. Forty-seven and a half from the field. Thirty-nine from three. Okay, this is just wrong. <laughs> this is just wrong. Like ignoring his stats, which are solid. He was like in the ninety-ninth percentile of defenders. Like consistently guarding the toughest player any night, no matter what their position was, one through five. He was on them. Like this is absurd to me. He. Honestly, if you just watch the box scores, it, it may be top 40, but like his value is top 30, hands down. I got no, oh, I got nothing for that. That, that, yeah. Do you agree with me, or do you think I he should be lower? 
I agree with you. Yeah, he's yeah. Like this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Bad list. Yeah. <laughs> this this has invalidated the whole list. This one number. Yep. Um. Well, shit. We'll just move on to the next one. Number forty-five. Andrew Wiggins. Uh, last year, seventeen points, five rebounds, two and a half assists, forty-seven percent from the field, forty percent from three. Thirty-seven games played. Too high. So, too high, really. Too high. I think I think, right. I think it feels about right. I think that the injury issues are what would keep him lower for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my because if if, if you remember when Wiggins was drafted, he was the next LeBron. Um, yeah, he 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 never got there. Really, he never got close. But he definitely had a career resurgence in Golden State. I think now he's like Honestly, I would become. I don't think it would have been better than what happened with the Cavs. But I kind of want wish he would have stayed on the Cavs. I know he couldn't have. We couldn't have gotten love without him. But I kind of wish. He would have stayed there, been there for three years with under LeBron's tutelage and just seen what happened because LeBron would have got him in spots that he just never got to when he was on the Timberwolves. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be an NBA what if like story. Because he just he really didn't get like he got the looks. Mm-hmm. But he never really got a mentor until later in his career. And we're saying later in his career, the dude's like, what, 28? Yeah. It, it, it's not like he's like on the verge of retirement or anything, but the talent was there to be that next man up. And unfortunately, the Cavaliers were one of the worst run organizations. You can't even argue with it, Angelo, for a while there. Well, I'm um, arguing with it. Trash can. Man, look, you can just, like, you could say, like, all you want about, like, how great the Cavs did and blah, 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 and then all you have to say is Anthony Bennett and the argument's done. Like, you've lost. Like, the Cavs are stupid for that. Wait, uh, ah, time out. Time out. That was a bad pick. But go back to that class. There weren't that many great options anyway. You wouldn't have it taken Oladipo? It, was, it wasn't a strong class. You wouldn't have taken Oladipo over Bennett. I probably would have, but I can understand where they were coming from when they made Hold that. On. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up that draft. I'm gonna pull up that draft. You act like Oladipo is this world beater. Oladipo he took was. like Oladipo took like five seasons to become something. No, he took like five seasons to become the number one option and then he destroyed his leg and ruined his career, but Let's see, other players in that draft besides Victor Lodipo, Otto Porter, I would take him over Anthony Bennett. Contavious uh, Caldwell-Pope even, uh, CJ McCollum. A uh, little man named Giannis Antetokounmpo. That you Tim, could not have seen. Tim, Tim Hardaway Jr. You could not have seen. Rudy Gobert. No, you couldn't have predicted it. I'm just saying, like... If... The draft is that bad. Take a shot in the dark. Go for the seven-foot-tall ball handler. They never, you never know the draft's going to be that bad because everyone is hyped up to a degree. 
I don't remember any hype around Anthony Bennett. No, and there wasn't. Like it was for a, me, it like was, I, it was a shocking, jarring pick. But they kind of did what you said they should do. They went with the hyper athletic oodles of potential guy, and it didn't work out. I wouldn't even because if you're going for the hyper athletic guy, you were taking Oladipo that year. That's true. I don't know. Like maybe like for me, it was more obvious because I I live in Indiana and. Oladipo went to IU, so like for me it was like, wow, that kid's got something and if he that's another what if story is what if Oladipo never blew out his leg because he he was rising up there. Yeah. Uh so next forty four is Zach Levine. Twenty five points per game, four and a half rebounds, two or four assists. 48 and a half from the field and 37 and a half from three 77 games played. This is weird because I feel like I want to say he should be higher just based on that stat line, but it's Levine. I'm generally okay with the, uh, with the ranking. I can take it or leave it. So do you think that he's going to get more of a focus point with Lonzo Ball potentially never playing basketball again? Like, do you think they're going to slot Levine into the one spot? They kind of have to. Unless they they want to... They have Caruso. Unless they want to, you know, I guess, keep relying on DeMar. (laughs) Austin would be shook. But, I mean, at at some point, Levine has to take those reins. And like, or they need to rebuild and just I blow might, it up. I might sound like a hater, but this isn't this isn't a hot take. I I always haven't liked the Bulls' core, and you know that we got into arguments over it when it first assembled, and you know time has proven me right on this. But mm-hmm. I just th- I just think it was a failure to begin with. It looked great on paper. I think That's Lonzo. I I no. Nah, I think Lonzo Ball was the key because he was the defender in that in all those acquisitions he was the playmaker he was the guy who would make we didn't expect Vujic to Vujic I can't even say his name Vucevic to regress as quickly as he did yeah he kind of fell off a cliff but he was the guy who was supposed to facilitate Levine and Damar and Vujic and it just didn't work (laughs) We found a new name that Angelo can't say. I can't say foreign names, period, dude. (laughs) Um, So I think, like, with Voos, you can just call him Voos, by the way. Voos. Okay, thanks, Voos. I think it was, like, if this was prime, like, Orlando Voos, with this team, it would have been fine. But I think he did regress really quickly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Levine... I don't think it would have been funny there either. They had so there was no defense, dude. I mean, you, we've seen teams that have just been pure offense go quite far. Where? Uh, did the didn't the Atlanta Hawks make it to the Eastern Conference Finals when they got swept by the Cavs? I mean, yeah, but they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Only two teams did that, so. <laughs> They beat everyone else there. That's what I'm saying. Um, 
sure. But yeah, I, I think it could have worked. I just don't think Levine is the centerpiece that you build around. I don't think uh, anyone on there was the centerpiece that they acquired. Levine's like the complimentary star. Yeah, for sure. Like he he should be the sidekick. He is the perfect sidekick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And at this point, I feel like I don't think it's too late to go get a sidekick or a star player, but they don't have the pieces really. But here's the so. thing: they've also kind of flummed their picks because is Patrick Williams going to be something this year? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like we've been saying that every year or asking that question every year. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I, I, I'm not going to lie. I've forgotten all the picks they flung. Who's the point guard that they selected that just never turned into anything? Uh, was it Kevin Knox or was that the Knicks? Frank Nilekina? No, that was Knicks. That was also the Knicks. Are you thinking it was of Kendrick Nunn? Kobe no. White. Kobe White. There you go. So, I mean, they've had opportunities to kind of help the problem or fix the problem over the years, and it's just whether it's development or whether it's um, just bad luck, they haven't had it. Mm-hmm. So I think at some point you just got to press the restart button as hard as a pill as that is to swallow and stop, you know, accepting being a borderline eight seed and getting knocked out in the play in tournament. And that's the thing is like, when you're a small market team and you're constantly like running on that treadmill, like hoping like, you know, this player is going to take a step or whatever. It's understandable yeah. because you're a small market team. The Chicago Bulls are a storied franchise. Like people want to play in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. like, they're not going to be able to like blow it up and like rebuild in a short amount of time, but they could draw players like that. That's this. I like, don't, here's the thing. I think it's been so catastrophic. I don't think like, a short amount of time rebuild is something they should be aiming for anyway. I think you blow it up, trade DeMar to a contender so he can go get a ring, trade Vuce to a contender, get young pieces back. Levine is, he's only, I think, 27. He's either 27 or 28. So, like, it's not like he's completely outside of the window. Run it back with some young talent. Try to bring someone in, have him be your veteran leader, and just run with it and see what happens. Because, like, I I don't, I don't know. I don't think you get short-term results trading everyone. That is an interesting feedback loop, by the way. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Number 43, yeah, we spent way too long on Zach Levine. Uh, number 43, Kristaps Porzingis, last season, 23 points, 8.5 rebounds, 20 or 2.5 assists, 50% from the field, 39% from three, 65 games played. This is higher just because of situation. There's no... Yeah, there, there's no real, like... Like, he's going to get looks that he's never gotten in his career just because he's playing with two of the better players in the league. One is a certified superstar, Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. The other one is a borderline. We we played Would You Rather with Jalen Brown, and, yeah, there weren't many teams we all agreed that he wouldn't be the best player on the team. So 
And we also find out I have Jalen Brown higher than Trey Young. Oh, we all knew that. I mean, thank you. <laughs> you're a certified Trey hater. Um, do I have Do I have the card? Can I say I'm a card? Character? You have the card, Austin. What is yeah. your mic? What is your mic doing? I don't know. <laughs> So I think even just from presence, um, because Kristaps Porzingis is seven foot three, he's gonna be a positive influencer in terms of like net rating because he's suddenly a threat that the Celtics did not have previously. Which should open the floor up a little bit for Tatum and Brown and so impact for the team as well as his own personal stats, I think, are gonna be higher. Um I don't think his points are going to be higher, but his... I don't think his points will be higher. Secondary stats will definitely be higher. But yeah, his secondary stats will be much higher. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Let Austin lead this one. Number 42, DeMar DeRozan. 24.5 points per game, 4.5 rebounds, 5 assists, shooting 50% from the field. 50.5% from the field. 32.5% from three, 74 games played. Right where he belongs. What? <laughs> There's no take. No the take. Card, the card-carrying member yep. of the DeMar hate club. All right. I got to give him a compliment every once in a while. Anyway, I think he. I think you could argue a little bit higher, but if you wanted to say, especially if it, this is going into this coming season, if you wanted to say that, you know, it's about right that because you expect regression, then sure. Yeah, I, I definitely expect. Re well, I don't know if I expect regression just because how he plays the game. I guess that's fair. Um, I just don't think like, again, I don't expect the Chicago Bulls to be a legitimate contender in the East. I don't expect them to be even in that conversation. And maybe I'll be wrong and I would love to be wrong because you're not wrong. I'm giving the benefit. But the thing about DeMar and, like, why I would say maybe could be a little bit higher is if you track advanced statistics, he is one of the most clutch players in the game, period. And, yes, you could say, like, that doesn't matter. They didn't do anything with that. Like, it, arguably, the entire playoffs, whether it's game one of round one or game seven of the finals, that's crunch time, right? Yeah. Uh, but consistently, DeMar has shown that if it's a close game, if it's game on the line, season on the line, whatever, DeMar is going to show up. Whether the rest of the team will or not, that's up for debate. But he's always going to rise to the moment. Unfortunately, basketball is not played by one person. That's so against I Prime LeBron. So I think he could be a little bit higher, but I think 40 a little bit. range is fair for him. Any Anything else? Set my piece. So number 41, Evan Mobley. Last season, 16.2 points per game, nine rebounds, two or three assists per game. Higher assists per game than I expected. Uh, 55 and a half. Field goal percentage, 21% from three, 79 games played. I want some clarification. Is this mm -hmm. coming into this season, or yes. is this based off next last season? 
this is your expectations for next season. Then higher. Absolutely higher. I don't know why he's this low. Man finished third or third in defensive player of the year voting. If you're getting defensive player of the year candidate production defensively and averaging a double double with 16 points, it, it's got to be higher. But I mean, it is arguably that's top 40. So, like, if, yeah, that's fair. But here's the thing about Evan Mobley. If Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell can figure out how to actually perform like together, Mm -hmm. like in the playoffs, Evan Mobley makes your life an absolute living hell if you're the other team. So I guess a little bit of a segue here. Evan Mobley is a 21% shooter from deep, right? Correct. For the future of the team, how do you slot that in next to Jared Allen? Like for the future like, of the team, you you hope he develops a mid range game. <laughs> like th- that's your like prayer in the dark is Evan Mobley develops a mid range or consistent like thirty percent from three. That's not really a prayer from the when it's the Steph Clay conundrum, except they're not as good as shooters. Let's be real. But when you have Garland and when you have Donovan Mitchell, sometimes the best thing you can do is play good defensively and let them shoot. Just let Mitchell ISO all game. Let's go. Don't forget it's 2K day. Drop 60. Austin. I'm capable of dropping 50 or 60 oh, in a given game. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, listeners. Sorry. Sorry about that. That sorry got unplugged there. Yeah, I know. Everyone knows. <laughs> um, when you future Angelo, when you when you're editing this, drop the volume a little bit there. Ah. I'll probably just cut that out. Well, we'll see. That was loud as hell. Austin, what are your thoughts on Mobley at 41? I'm awake. Good. <laughs> um see, but, actually. But, but Bye. now, but now, when I said I wasn't talking any differently than I talked to the mic, you believe me. We, it's not that we didn't believe you; it's just that you're loud. You yeah. were screaming earlier before Anyways, we started recording. Um, I think Mobley should be higher, honestly. Shouldn't? Should be higher. Mm. Like I had him, like maybe thirty. Thirty. I think I'm struggling to think of people right now to like equate to that 30, but I had him around 30. I don't know if I'm comfortable like going that high for him, but we'll see when we get there. Like when we get to player 30, we will ask the question is Mobley higher than this player? I'm good with that. All right. So number 40, Paulo Benchero last year 20 flat points per game seven rebounds three and a half assists 42 percent from the field 30 percent from three played 72 games worst case scenario that's the player you've got so i i think this is fair um 
honestly, you could rank him a little higher, and I wouldn't be mad with it, but it was his rookie season, and he dropped 20. Like, <laughs> you expect a player to keep developing, right? So, yeah, fair, maybe higher. I have him lower. Not lower. Mm-hmm. He's he's where yeah, I expected him to be. Actually. Angelo, your thoughts on Paolo? Lower. 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 What's your reasoning? Because if this is the it let let's let's assume rookie season is the worst you're gonna get, right? Could be. Twenty seven four and 42% with 30% from three. From your four or five, you don't like that? So we just passed players like DeMar DeRozan, who is a better scorer. We just passed players like Evan Mobley, who is a much better defender. So, yes, no. Paolo, like, has to take the step up. And I guess if you want to assume the step up, I can say this is a fair rating, but until I see it lower for me. So just for transparencies, uh, DeMar DeRozan in his rookie season averaged eight points per game. I'm just saying, like if this is the worst you get from Paulo, th- this is fair. At worst, this is fair. I can see it. I'm- Number 39, Cade Cunningham, 20 points per game, 6.5 rebounds, 6 assists, 41.5 from the field, 28 from the three, played 12 games. This is too high just because of availability this far in his career. I can agree with that. If you want to go based on potential, you could argue higher, but... Yeah, if you want to go based on potential, you could say probably top 20. That's that's why it was hard for me to rank like Paolo as well, even though Paolo did play the whole slate. But Kate's potential is through the roof. He hasn't like been available to show that potential, so it's a hard ranking. You could say it. You could say whatever. I'm gonna say fair for now, but it should probably be lower. I. Mm, it's hard. I don't know. It, it's yeah, tough when they it, don't it is play them. Tough. Yeah. It's not, there's not an obvious answer. I'm going to plead the fifth here. <laughs> That's fair. What a... Me personally, uh, me personally, I think by the end of the year, Cade, I view Cade higher than Paulo. But oh, for Cade sure. Has... If they, if Cade plays, absolutely. Yeah. Um, number thirty-eight, DG of the PG. Uh, 21 and a half points per game, two and a half rebounds per game, eight assists per game, 46% from the field, 41% from three, 69 games played. If, and I agree, like they say on this, if Donovan Mitchell was not on the Cavaliers, Darius Garland had an all-star caliber season for sure. Um, For me, the fact that he's so young, because he is only 22, 23 is around there. Um, And he's already averaging these numbers. I think Darius Garland has the potential to be one of the better playmakers in the league, which is a benefit given who he's playing with. Uh, I think this might be too low for Garland. I think if we were 
I think top 30. I think he's a top 30 player. I think that the Cavs have two top 30 players with Garland and Mitchell, for sure. See that? I can see that. Honestly, I think it's about right because I think his statistical production is kind of capped playing alongside Donovan Mitchell. But like I said, literally like three segments ago, the man is capable of giving you 50 points in a given game along with Donovan Mitchell. So like he could be one of the best point guards if he had his own team. So it's just how do you, I think he's definitely on the got next four point guards. Like, I think as we start to see the Kyrie's, Curry's start to regress and we start to see the next wave of elite point guards with Luka, Tyrese, Darius Garland, like, he is definitely in that conversation as the next top tier. Um, and honestly, he, because he has a more, I don't want to say more complete game because I feel like Luka is easily the most complete of the three. But he's definitely got a right now more complete game than Tyrese. Luca has greatest of all time potential, not like to beat Jordan or LeBron or anything, but like on that list. So I'm not going to put Garland up there. But being that number two slot, like that's where I see him finishing his career as the second best point guard in the league at that time. Which I think is totally fair. Number 37, Drew Holiday. 19 points per game, 5 rebounds, 7.5 assists, 48% from the field, 38.5 from 3. I feel like we always say it, that like everyone, it doesn't matter whether you're listening to ESPN or some content creator or us, Drew Holiday is underrated. Yeah. Because not only is he giving you that stat line that I just said, which again, he shot 48% from the field with 19 points per game and seven and a half assists per game. You're getting a guy that's legitimately in the conversation for a defensive player of the year as a guard. This is too low. Yeah, I generally agree with that. Can you repeat who that was real quick? Drew Holiday. What position is he at? <laughs> Sorry, my he- my headphone. I'm having like super tight. He's a guard. He's a one-two. I I know what position he plays. What number was he? Oh, 37. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> Austin, we've got some remedial stuff to do later. <laughs> Um, Carl Anthony Towns is a power forward center now. FYI. I like Drew there. I can live with him there. It's got to be higher. It's got to be higher. I, I, mm, I don't know. I don't think so. So number 36 is Jalen Brunson. Okay, it's a little higher. It's a little higher. Like, I feel like Drew Holiday has to beat Jalen Brunson. No disrespect to Jalen Brunson. 24 points per game, three and a half rebounds per game. Six assists per game, 50% from the field, 41 and a half from three. No disrespect at all. But their statistical splits are not that far off, 
and Drew Holiday gives you so much more on the defensive end of the ball than Jalen Brunson. Yeah. No, I agree. And not only that, Jalen Brunson's really just had that breakout season. We, right. I think, Which we all... Age, I think we need to see it again. We all expected him to have an uptick. Just not that. Yeah. So, do you agree with Jalen Brunson, Austin, being 36? Yes. I don't, but... I, eh. I don't. I think it should be lower. Um, number 35, DeMontis Sabonis. Last season, 19 mm. points per game, 12.3 rebounds per game, 7.3 assists per game, 61.5 from the field, 37.5 from three, 80 games played. That's an insane stat line. Like, it feels like I should say he should be higher, but I feel like 35 is right. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I for me... Okay. Like, we don't talk about that. Um, I think the reason I feel like he shouldn't be higher, because, like, that stat line is elite, is because he has T-Rex arms and he doesn't really play defense. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think 35 fits. Austin, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me your thoughts on Sabonis. Sabonis? Sabonis is right where he belongs. I Have we gotten to De'Aaron yet? No. Interesting. Okay. N- number 34, Bradley Beal. 23 points per game. Through four rebounds per game, five and a half assists per game, fifty percent from the field, thirty-six percent from three. Oh, I think he is. He's too high. I'm not a Beal fan. I'm going to be full he's disclosure. Too high, and he's now with a Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. Yeah, so he's going to get less opportunity. You're right. You know what? Just take him off the list. Yeah. Bradley Beal is my Demar Derozan slash Trey Young. Just an FYI. Really? Yeah. Can't tell. Not know that. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I've never been a big fan. Also, he's playing with DeAndre Ayton. You forgot to mention Ayton when you were mentioning Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. No, I didn't forget. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't either. Y'all are leading this one because I'm mad. Number thirty-three, Tyrese Halliburton. Twenty and a half <laughs> points per game, three and a half rebounds per game, ten and a half assists per game, forty-nine percent from the field, forty percent from the three. Too high. What? I think he could finish this. I think this could be a too low by the end of the season. Easily. I think it's a too low already. Okay, good. I was gonna say. I have him like twenty. If the Pacers and they even say this, it, I I thought of this before I read ahead. They said this in this article. If the Pacers sprint out of the gates, don't be surprised to hear Tyrese Halliburton's name in the MVP talks. Like, he is that much of a game changer, and he makes it, like... When you have an elite playmaker, you can be a mediocre player, and you're gonna look better. You're going to win more games because they're going to find you in your spots. They're going to play to your strengths, and that is what Tyrese Halliburton does. So if the Pacers come out of the gate strong, which they very likely could, they, it's a very solid team this season. It is young, but it is very solid. 
we could easily be talking about Tyrese Halliburton as our like first month of the season MVP. So it this is easily too low. I would say top 25 is a low point for him. I think top 20 is where Halliburton should be. And when you hear the next name, you're going to agree with me. Do you guys have anything else to add on Halliburton? I do not. All right, so number 32 is Larry Markinen, 25.5 points per game, 8.5 <laughs> rebounds per game, 2 assists, 50% from the field, 40% from 3. Though just based on the fact that he's ahead of Halliburton, I'm going to say he's too high, and you take over. Nope, no, nothing needs to be said. Angelo? Angelo pulled an Angelo. Sorry, I was fidgeting with the mic. So, wait a minute now. There Mm -hmm. is a real chance that that season was just a fluke. Absolutely. And you're telling me, you're telling me this guy is ahead of players like Tyrese Halliburton, DeMar DeRozan, Darius Garland. Bradley Beal. Montez Sabonis. Get out of here. No, this is way too hot. Just based on history, absolutely. Like, because most of, like, yes, the 26 points per game, eight and a half rebounds per game, that's impressive. But that was mostly carried by the early season. Like, <laughs> that's way too high. I don't even know if I would have him in the top 50. That's an interesting noise. Uh, number 31, Triple J. 18.5 points per game, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 50% from the field, 35.5 from 3. I feel like it's got to be lower just because John Morant's availability. Yeah, I agree. His defense, though. I think in terms of his impact, he should be, he's right where he should be. Like, around that 30 mark. But his offensive production is going to take a hit. So. You don't think Bain takes over as the facilitator? Oh, the, the, I start, feel the start so of this different. season, Bain's, it, this is Bain's team. Yeah, absolutely. Or Derek Rose's. It depends. <laughs> yeah. Like. What do you think of Jackson at 31, Angela? I mean. Ooh. I think I think it's too low. Too low. I think it's too low for the top 30. Yeah. I like put some respect I mean, on his name. Put you're definitely going to agree that he should go up one spot with the next player. <laughs> that seems to be the uh, common thread here. N- number 30, Trey Young. So, yes, Triple J is too low. 26 points per game, 3 rebounds, 10 assists, 42%, 43% from the field, 34% from 3. So Bring bring him down in line with his counterpart, DeJounte. So, yes, this is too high for Trey. I don't think I can say it's too high. I think 30 is about right for Trey. I 
Martin, I think is too high for Trey. Thank you. But but why? But I, why? He's not. I'm I'm with Angelo. He's not so, great. So I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you the same question I ask Angelo. All right. You get offered a point guard who averages 26 points and 10 assists. Are you saying no to that trade? If it's like or like a respectable value. A respectable value? Yeah, so like I'm not asking for like LeBron James. I'm saying like So he's asking you if you would take a donated 26 points and 10 assists. I don't know if I would. I I who else on the Hawks is even the scorer? Dejounte Murray, Kevin Hurt, uh, Kevin Hurt, or anyone? Who else on the Hawks is a scorer? John Collins, Clint Capella. I'm still waiting for you to name someone. Dejounte Murray averaged 20 points per game. Okay, fine. We have Dejounte. If Trey goes anywhere else, he's not going to be getting that volume. What? Homie, if you want to win. <laughs> you want to win. You won't. <laughs> I said, not if you want to win. Okay, <laughs> so let, let's drop his volume down to 18 points per game. You get offered a lead guard who is averaging 18 points and 10 assists. Okay, cool. You know, he's not you know in the top 30. So he's Thank lower. you. Thank you. I just if disagree. We're, if we're saying he's not in the top 30 with 26 points, why did you think going down to 18 was going to make his case better? No, because I'm trying to get you to justify putting someone at 26 points and 10 assists outside of the top 30. I think 30 is fair. I don't know, man. Agree to disagree on that one, Chief. Disagree to agree. Because, uh, because he's a, he's a freaking pylon on defense and as austin was saying like I, I i still don't get it you can say with anyone else oh well there's no one else who's gonna score he's got to get points some you said it with julius randall julius randall averages one less point than trey young but you're not willing to say it with trey young and by the way julius randall actually plays with other players who are going to average 20 points a game not just one how many assists does julius randall average Oh, this because mm. probably three. I want you. <laughs> I want. I want stat guy Austin to do me a favor. What? Pull up the assists per game in the NBA last season. Okay. Not okay, but okay. It'd help if I was Tell on the right <laughs> You're you're no longer the stack guy. I'll do it. Uh-huh. So I don't want to. Play, I don't want playoffs. I want regular season. How do I? Yeah, yeah. You definitely season? don't want playoffs, buddy. Well, no, because that's not like that's only some of the players. So we're gonna sort by assist. Do you know how many players average ten assists? Probably three. two. Three. There was three. You don't want one of those guys on your team. Not Harden. That's what I'm saying. Like, we talk about Trey's defense. You you don't want Steph Curry, who is also a pylon on your team. You don't want Darius Garland, who's also a pylon on your team. Steph Curry is more of a threat than 
Trey Young will ever be. Yeah. I, like, I don't know. Like, look, what I'm saying is you build a team around a player. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. You build a team around a player, but Trey is not the man. Yeah. Trey is the two. So, this is what I'm saying. I have been saying it for months now. Trey is not the one on a championship team, but Trey could be the two. This is why I like Zach Levine. This is why this is why I liked the Dallas Maverick rumors because Trey would finally be on a team where he doesn't need average ten assists and twenty six points. But that's what I'm saying. This is thirty. There are thirty teams in the NBA. Number thirty is perfect to be a number two on a team. There's going to be a lot of number twos on teams in this top thirty. Do you think he's the best number two? Because I don't. No, I, I actually think maybe the next guy on our list is the best number two. Do you think Young is higher than Halliburton? I know we're no. not comparing like that. No, no, but I, I think Halliburton should have been. I said Halliburton should be top twenty. Right, but as you were saying, like you have to drop someone. So, you know, Trey. I guess Trey is the guy I, w- I would drop. So. <laughs> no, there's other players. Like scrolling ahead, there's other players I would drop. Well, I don't have the that hindsight yet. But anyway, yeah. go on. So number twenty nine is who I think is probably the best number two guy is Brandon Ingram. Uh, twenty four and a half points per game. Actually, we'll we'll round it up to twenty five because it's twenty four point seven. Number two though. In a perfect world, yes. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I count him as a one. He plays with Zion Williamson. Does he play with Zion? Does Zion play? No, no, Zion does not play. He only played 16 more games than Zion. Still. Overall, let's look at, like, the length. They played, like, four games without each other. I don't know, man. So, okay, I have a question for you guys. Okay. Okay, pick, pick your... Oft unavailable duo, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, or PG and Kawhi. Like everyone's healthy in this ideal situation. Somehow, Ingram and Williamson, just because I think Williamson is the best of the four, and I don't think the gap between PG and Ingram, who I think is the worst of the four, uh, is that big. I d- I'm taking Kawhi and PG. That's just. I think Zion, perfectly healthy, is unstoppable. Austin, what's your thought? I mean, I can agree with Zion being perfectly healthy is a uh, is unstoppable, but it's also a fairy tale. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> the question is: in this situation, are you taking PG and Kawhi or Zion and Ingram, and everyone is healthy? Everyone's healthy and not load managing. Yeah. PG Kawhi. No, 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 no. Because even if they're healthy, they're load managing. Oh, stop it. Oh, if they're load managing, then stop it. Zion and Ingram. Stop it. Look, Kawhi's yoga instructor said it was the vernal equinox. He can't train today. (laughs) Such a Kawhi hater. I mean, I'm probably not going to. I do think we give Kawhi too much credit. Mm-hmm. For what? 
Like, is he a great player? Yes. Yes! However, he's never there. And it goes to my Jimmy Butler argument. Like, for me, like, for, like, 2K, like, I, I think he deserves to be, like, mid-80s. I would say like 90. 90 is fair. I I don't know what his rating is to know. I thought it was like low 90. It's like 89, which is probably. I thought it was like 94. And but that's like my thing is like using 2K's example, we have Jimmy Butler, we have Kawhi Leonard rated way too high because what have you done for late late me lately? And like Kawhi's a great two-way player, sure, but he's not like it's not like it's LeBron James, Kawhi, or Giannis Antetokounmpo, or Steph Curry. Like, yeah. it's Kawhi. Like, great player. But it's Kawhi. It's, I don't know. I think there's an overration of the quiet defensive two-way player. Mm-hmm. That, like, a lot of people do, and... It was really prevalent in this playoffs because we still think that Jimmy Butler carried the heat to the playoffs. Because <laughs> we refuse to acknowledge role players stepping up. Role players? You want to talk about role players? Yeah, it's 2K season. Um, Angel got the reference. Number 28, Zion Williamson. Too high. Too low he played 29 we, games. Yeah. Too low if we are expecting him to be healthy. Too high if we're expecting him to be Zion. Yeah. Too high. It's too high. Talent-wise, he should be in the top 15, but... Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Homie hasn't stopped eating gumbo yet, so it's too high. <laughs> I'm not even going to read anything on it. Yeah. Bam out of bio, 27. This is interesting because I don't think even, like bad Zion, I would put Bam ahead of Zion. That's 20, and a half, 20 and a half points hard. per game, 9 rebounds per game, 3 assists, 54% from the field, 8% from 3. It's a hard call. 8%? Yeah, 8% from 3. That's like what's going to do it for me, because even Zion shoots like 35% from 3. <laughs> yeah. if, if you're going to be a player in the NBA and you can't even shoot double digit three point percentage and you're gonna say you're in the top thirty no, nine. I I can't do it. Agreed. Yeah, I could I yeah, I agree with that. Number twenty six and twenty five we have a tie. Interesting. Read it in order. So number twenty six, Mikhail Bridges. Uh, 20 points per game, four and a half rebounds per game, three assists per game, 46 and a half field goal percentage, 38% from deep. It's worth noting. Uh, I... Worth noting. Hell, right? Yeah, so it's worth noting that his stats are a little inflated from the changes when he was traded. Um, but he is one of the best on-ball defenders in the league, for sure. Mm-hmm. And he's a solid scorer. I think top 25 is fair. I think it's too high. Too high? Too high. Would you put him ahead or behind Trey Young? <laughs> I might even put him behind Trey Young. Really? Wow. Yeah. I think I'm high on Macau. 
So I think I think I'm I think he's still a little too high, but I don't think he's better. I don't think he's worse than Trey Young. So how do you think a team that has Mikhail Bridges as the number one scoring option is going to do? Terrible. That's why I have Trey Young ahead of him. <laughs> like, what, like, what you, like, you want consistency. This is French my this is my consistency. Period. I, I can't sit here and say Trey Young's a two and then be like, oh yeah, Mikhail. No, he's not. He's a great defensive player. He's also probably would be a great two or probably preferably three on a championship team. So That's fair. He has to go down. Uh, number 25 is Kyrie Irving. 27 points, five rebounds, five and a half assists. 40... He might be one of the hardest people to rank. 49% from the field, 38% from three. I agree because it's... Like, we're going to have a full off season of Luca and Kyrie developing together, mm-hmm. figuring out how each other plays, and both of them are. Luca is an elite playmaker, Kyrie's an above average. Ignoring um, all the outside stuff with Kyrie and just focusing on basketball, it's going to be higher if he gets a full slate. Yeah, if he has yeah. a full season, I feel like it's higher. But can he keep his mouth shut and just play basketball is the question. The question. Like, if if tomorrow morning I woke up and there was a story that Kyrie had handcuffed himself to a tree in protest or something, <laughs> I would not be shocked. That's worrying if you're a fan of the Mavericks. Yes, I'm aware. <laughs> As he is a fan of the Mavericks. But... If we're just talking about on-court production, I, this is too low for Kyrie. I think top yes. 20 is easy. I think maybe. I've said before, I think top 15 is superstar level. Um, I don't know if I'm comfortable saying Kyrie is still a superstar, but he's close. Yes. Number 24, Pascal Siakam. 24 points per game, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 48% from the field, 32.5 from 3. Too high. Too high. Too high as well. Yeah. Well, wait, wait. Why is it too high, Angelo? Hmm? Why is it too high? He's not the one on a on a winning team. Hmm. Right or wrong? I plead the fifth. Okay. I think he could be. I think he could be the best defensive player on a championship team. I think he could be the best scorer on a team. It would just be have, or it would just have to be a really well put together team. Austin, I think too high, too low. Trey on the same team that's not spicy. P. Yeah, I said too high. Oh, did you? Oh, Uh, number twenty three, cat. 21 points per game, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. Again, higher assists than I was expecting. Uh, 50% from the field, 37% from 3. He only played 27 games, though. Mm-hmm. I think talent-wise, this is fair. Um, I'm going to go slightly too high. My headphones cut out again. Carl Anthony Towns. 
I'm not big on him, so too high. Yeah. Yikes. Oh god. Oh god. Number twenty one, James Harden. Twenty one points per game, six rebounds, ten assists, forty four field goal percentage, thirty eight percent from three. Too high. Way too high. Way too high. This this list needs to be redacted. So, would you take James Harden or Trey Young? Right now, Neither. James Harden. I'd rebuild. Yeah, I'd rebuild. Yeah. No, in in, in context of this list, <laughs> is James Harden better than Trey Young? Coming into this season, no. Okay, okay, that's what I wanted. <laughs> this is way too high. Like, I, I don't even need to say it. Yeah. He's probably not even going to be on the Sixers when the season starts. He's going to be in the strip clubs in Houston. Or be honest. Oh, boy. 21, Demetrius. Demetrius. 26 points per game, 6 rebounds, 8 assists, 46 and a half from the field, 30. Oh, God. Do you know what Demetrius' 3-point percentage is? It was like 27 or 32. No, no, it's 30.7, 307. Oh, <laughs> boy. That's funny. Okay, um, so that's, no, that's alarming. It's so, probably about right. Yeah, it's, it's about right when he plays, but he's, yeah. he's going to do something stupid to start the season, let's be real. He's like, he's becoming a Kyrie. Number 20, Donovan Mitchell, 28.3 points, four and a half rebounds, four and a half assists, 48% from the field, 39% from three. Too low. I got to see what's left on this list, but too low is my... I think that's just right, because I don't know if I would say Donovan Mitchell is a top 15 player. Right? We're on number 20. That's number 20. I'm sorry, but this list has me second-guessing everything. I really yeah, need to see I, it. We're, we're going to be saying by the end of this that he should be higher. Telling you. Well, oh, oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. We screwed up the game. Um, So Evan Mobley. <laughs> Evan Mobley, remember? We talked about this. Yep. Evan Mobley was number 41. 30. Yeah, 41. Was he better than number 30, which is Trey Young? Yes. yes. God damn it. <laughs> I did it to myself. You all forgot about it. I could have just kept living my life without that you one. Could've. Number 19, the first in the actual top 20, Jalen Brown. 27 points per game. A seven rebounds, three and a half assists, 49% from the field, 33 and a half from four point. They say four point. Who said four point? Bleacher Report. It says 33.5% four point percentage. Why are we continuing with this list? Because we are committed at this point. Okay. Whatever you say. Okay, so financially, this is too high because he did sign the richest contract in NBA history. Production wise, though. I think this is too low because, again, I think Jalen Brown is a fringe top 15 player. I think that's right where he belongs. 
It's probably close. Well, let's see. So number eighteen is Paul George. Do you think oh. would you so would you take Jalen Brown or Paul George? Jalen Brown. Right. Yeah. Uh. So we're gonna play this game for a little bit. So okay. we'll start with Paul George. Twenty-three or twenty-four points per game, six rebounds per game, five assists per game, forty-six percent from the field, thirty-seven percent from three. This isn't like 2013, like dueling dunks with LeBron, Paul George anymore. He's more of a spot up shooter now. Right. Mm-hmm. It's an availability. He only played 56 games last year. Uh, I'm going to say this is too high, but only barely. I can see that. Yeah. Agreed. 100% agreed. Okay, number 17. Would you take Jalen Brown or De'Aaron Fox? Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, right, right, right. This is an easy game, yeah. right? So 25 points per game, four rebounds per game, six assists per game, 51% from the field, 32% From the way, I also three. take Donovan Mitchell over the last two people you named. I, I don't care about that. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I think this is close to being the right spot for De'Aaron Fox, but I think De'Aaron Fox is a player that so far benefits from a team more than any of the others. And what I mean by that isn't to disrespect Fox. It's that his style of play in the modern NBA needs a team built around it. Because like, if you look at DeMontis Sabonis's like screen assists, it's absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. So De'Aaron Fox owes a lot of what he did last season to DeMontis Sabonis and even like Kevin Herter. Um, again, not to disrespect Fox, because I do think this is about where he should be. He should be in the top 20. I just, again, I would have Jalen Brown above him, so I would say a little bit lower. Yeah. So would you rather have Jalen Brown or Jamal Murray at number 16? Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, right. Although I will say, if I if I can guarantee a playoff Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray, yeah, no, it's true. right, but that's not what you're. He averaged twenty points, four rebounds, six assists, forty five percent, thirty nine from three. Right, but playoff Jamal Murray or playoff Jalen Brown, I'm taking playoff Jamal. Murray, so yeah, I'm, for sure. And I'm more of a playoff person anyway, so it's Jamal. I'll take my scenario only. <laughs> I refuse to elaborate. <laughs> yes. But Jamal Murray, I feel like, again, it's the same thing. I think he's in the right area, so I'm not going to say he should fall. But I do think I would take Jalen Brown above him. Which is, I, it's fair. Yeah. But remember, what I want you to do when we're doing this is not think of the player in the context of their current team. Right. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown. Still taking Donovan Mitchell over anyone we've named yet so far. The fall between Jamal Murray and even playoff Jamal Murray and playoff Jalen Brown, offensively is not that great. But defensively, you're taking Jalen Brown every time. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm saying. Like I, I, I think that Jalen Brown as we've just seen, should be in the top 15. 
Yeah. Right around the same page. Number 15, Anthony Edwards. 25 points oh, per game. Oh, no. Oh, no. What about it? What, what, what do you have a problem with Ant in the top 15? I don't. Austin. Austin, Austin doesn't. problem with it? Austin doesn't. So Austin wait a minute. Doesn't. Your number seven small forward is... So you think there's six better small forwards, but there's not 15 better players than Anthony Edwards? I was looking at last year's production. This is future production. Okay. 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 Yeah, okay. Anthony Edwards is 21 years old. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I, I was just, I was just getting every year. Every year, he will probably move up for me. Yeah. Okay. So, I think he even said that in our small forward rankings. So, twenty-five points per game, six rebounds per game, four and a half assists per game. I said assists per game twice. The five and that, or the six is rebounds per game. Forty-six percent from the field, thirty-seven percent from three. He jumped nine spots from last year. Jesus. Um, yeah. No, I I think this is fair. I think that the only part of his game that's lacking is defense, and it, defense is something that does come with time. Mm-hmm. So what does Angelo think about this? Because he was vocal for a second there. I thought Austin had something to say on it. I think I think it's fair. I don't think at this point. I think the only there's only one player left that any of us are going to disagree with vehemently. Who's that? Who do you think? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, number fourteen is Damian Lillard. I think this depends on what team he ends up on. But 32 points per game, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, 46% from the field, 37% from 3. If he manages that production again on a team that has other contending talent, like if it was the Miami Heat, that should be higher, but... Mm -hmm. Like you're once we get to the top fifteen, we're kind of grasping at straws here. Yeah. So how about I will speed things up a little bit? I'm just gonna because I think we all generally agree that the top fifteen should be in the top fifteen or at least on the fringe of it, right? Like yeah. no one's gonna say LeBron James is too high. Um, so I'm just gonna read through it real quick. And then you guys tell me if you agree with them or disagree with them, think they're too high, too low, whatever, and just talk quickly through it. So number 13 is Kawhi. I think Austin and I both agree that he is a little too high, just availability, and it's not availability because of injury. It's availability because he chooses to not be available. Um, Production-wise, he's, he's up there, but availability. This is where he should be. 13. Uh, number 12, Jimmy Butler. I think he's too high because, again, I think that the versatile 2-3 is very overrated. Um, he might be too low, but we'll see. Austin. 
I think he is better than Kawhi, so I'm good where he's at. So remember, this is based on next season, not career to this point or last season or anything. So number 11 is SGA. I think too low. going into next season, he's too low. Yeah. Man's just averaged 32 points per game, and you have him at 11. No, 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 that's too low. Angelo? I agree with that. It might be too low, yeah. Anthony Davis, number 10. That's too high. Mm, yeah. I think it's about right. No, no, I could put him at 10. Yeah, it's about right. So with his availability and his age and the fact that LeBron is getting older, you still are going to have him... How many games did he play last year? 56. I mean, yeah, I guess. And LeBron is getting older. I'll see it when I see it. I'll see you when I see it. Number nine, D-Book. That's fair. Yeah, it's fair. He's... Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, number eight, Kevin Durant. Again, who's going to argue with Kevin Durant? Right. I you could say he could be higher though. He is also thirty-five. Uh, number seven, LeBron James. I think he could be higher, but we'll see. I don't know if I'd put him higher than the rest of the list, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Steph Curry is number six. I don't have LeBron above Steph because Steph's game is not going to regress that much with age. Fair. Number five, Jason Tatum. I'm not putting LeBron above JT next year. <laughs> number four, Joel Embiid. I think that's too high. I think I would have JT above Joel but I think Joel would be number five for me. Mm-hmm. Anyone disagree? No. No. Number three, Luca. Ooh. Too low, but that's... That's, it, that's the thing is, I can't say it's too low with the other two on the list. Like, I think that all three of these should have been a tie for one. Because two is Giannis, and one is Jokic. I guess that's I, fair. All three of those deserve to be number one. Yeah, that's fair. Me, personally, just because the things I value, I put Jokic, Luka, Giannis, but if you were to say Giannis, Luka, Jokic, I wouldn't argue with you, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... I guess you oh, had, yeah, she had to draw a line somewhere. That is Bleacher Report's top 100. I I feel like the first 50, like 100 through 50, like it was solid. And then as we got into the top 50, I just was questioning more and more. And then the top 15 wasn't bad. Yeah, it got weird for sure. Uh, they have a list of like, most players, or they have a list of like players on the top 50. Uh, I'm looking to see which team has the most. I think it's actually the Blazers. Blazers, Suns, Sixers, OKC, Knicks, 
Timberwolves, Bucks, Pacers, all have four. The Warriors have five. The Cavaliers have four as well. Oh, the Celtics have six. Yeah. Celtics have six. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't feel good about that list. No, me neither. Could have been better for sure. Yeah. Um. So real quick, just because we said we were going to do it, we'll do a quick round of NBA would-you-rathers. Okay. Would you rather have a prime Carlos Boozer or prime Eric Gordon to build a team around? Booz. Eric Gordon. Like, Wait, we're talking, like, that? modern. Prime Boozer or prime Eric Gordon? Oh. It's Eric Gordon. Yeah. Because it's the modern NBAs when you're building it. Yeah, for sure. Yes, would you rather have a prime, or would you rather have Stephen Curry, who thinks he's prime Shaq, or Shaq, who thinks he's a prime Steph Curry? Steph Curry, who thinks he's prime Shaq. Shaq. Just I would rather have Shaq, I like, fucking half-court threes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not me! <laughs> I think that would just be comedy. Would you rather become the G League greatest of all time or get caught stealing Jordans off a Make-A-Wish kid? <laughs> Excuse me? I don't make the rules. What did that say? Would you rather be the G League greatest of all time or get caught stealing Jordans off a Make-A-Wish kid? Give me the G League. <laughs> I mean, what Jordans are they? <laughs> Hold on. Um... Would you rather have Dwayne Wade or Russell Westbrook choose your outfit every day? Wade. Wade. And Angela? Didn't LeBron Wade. show up to a game in a turtleneck? Probably multiple times. Would you? Okay, this one is for Angelo. Okay. Would you rather your team wins one title and doesn't make the playoffs for 10 years or make the playoffs for 10 years and never win a title? Did you hear me? No. No. One title. One title. So I, I went into this with Alex on... Uh, I don't know if it was fantasy football or if it was NFL talk, but it was one of them. But I've never heard someone say, you know, I regret, <laughs> I regret like acquiring pieces to, for a championship run. Like the regret only comes in. If you don't win, if you win, no matter what happens before or after that doesn't matter. You won. So the next question is super great. Okay. Would you rather fight 10 Nate Robinson-sized Blake Griffins or one Blake Griffin-sized Nate Robinson? 
Repeat the question. Would you rather fight 10 Nate Robinson-sized Blake Griffins or one Blake Griffin-sized Nate Robinson? The 10 Nate Robinson-sized Blake Griffins. You'd be dead. No, I wouldn't. I'd be okay. <laughs> okay, here's actually a good team building question. Would you rather have a superstar or two stars? A superstar. So, you would rather take Damian Lillard then have Jalen Brown and John Morant. Jalen Brown is a superstar for stuff. I, I think so. So, no. Right, no, it's it's two star players. No. Jaylen, the person you gave me is not is not a star, they're a superstar. Okay, that's, so that's, that's would you rather point. have Damian Lillard or PG and Tyrese Halliburton? Damian Lillard. You're mm, I don't know. You guys got anything else? What's tomorrow yeah. Saturday? Okay, how about tomorrow is Saturday? Tomorrow. You don't have to rush it. Yeah, time to edit it tonight. Um, I don't know. Like I said, this was gonna be kind of a slower, calmer episode, but next week we are back to normal. Hopefully. 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 Uh, back on, or back off vacation, so me and Alex might actually be able to get to release an episode on time. Well, I mean, we released Thursday, but Tuesday we might be able to get two in. And... The, the season started, and y'all started sleeping. <laughs> Which, by the way, it was a crazy freaking start. What I said was going to happen, kind of happened. What I what I said for Detroit was going to happen. Are so question. For the football podcast, are you guys going to release an episode before Sunday? No. Like, are you gonna? You're not gonna recap that game. No, we're well, we're gonna well, we'll recap the game when we recap the rest of the game. Okay, so you're gonna do like a full week recap. Basically, that's fair. We record Monday, so we recap everything that happened, and then we'll preview the Monday night football game. That's fair. Um. Yeah, that's all I got. Austin, do you have anything you've been... Tonight has been a quiet Austin night. Austin has been having trouble with his mic. Austin's been malfunctioning all night. Do you have any words of wisdom for the listeners before we go? No words of wisdom. I am all wisdomed out. You're the teacher. Um, That's positivity and love. I save it for the children's. He saves it for the children. Angelo, I'm I'm tired. Talk us out. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, guys. If you liked what you heard, which you got this far, 
I don't know how you did if you did because this was a (laughs) this was an episode. I'm gonna be real with you. I didn't enjoy this one. (laughs) You did? I didn't mind it. I I mean like it's not it wasn't our normal like energy. It was just kind of reading a list that other people did and grading it. I guess that's true. Where normally like we do a lot more like legwork and this was just kind of sitting here reading a list. So Yeah. You just made the list. You just made the list. We are getting closer to the season. I think next week be, I, I, here I am taking over the intro or the outro. Um, I think next week we will try to recap FIBA. And this is like the note for Austin and Angelo, because if I don't tell them like 20 times what we're doing for the next week, like it won't get done. Um, I think we will recap FIBA. So if you've not been following FIBA, we will have a bit of a recap for it next week. It should be over by next week. Um, I would. Yeah, it'll be over Monday. Yeah. So we'll do a closeout for that. It's not going to be fully in depth because it's FIBA who really cares. Like the best players aren't even playing. Um, and then we will have a uh, closing of the loop that was the draft we did a couple weeks ago. We waited until 2K24 came out so that we could, you know, them it on the most recent engine. But I, I have a feeling my team is going to win. Yeah. Just and just because I have Jokic and 2K loves Jokic, so it is what it is. Doesn't even remember um, his team. I will send it to you. I have it in a Word document. Um, it should be in the game. My team will so, win. So yeah, and then we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. We're getting closer to season tip off. That's what Austin and I were talking about last night on the Xbox when you went to bed, Angelo. Is like the best part of 2K coming out isn't 2K. It's the fact that that means the season's just around the corner. Um, mm-hmm. So. When we, are we streaming 2K? We, we got to finish grinding first off. Um, we talked about doing this. Like when we started the podcast, the whole plan was we were going to like, it doesn't matter if like off season, we were still going to be here and we've done it. It's been a lot more challenging than I thought yeah, it was going to be because there's nothing going on right now. Well, to be honest, you made out a plan that no like other content creators really do. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. of course, there's a reason why no other content creators do that. Yeah, but we're still going to do it. We're going to do it next year, and it's going to suck then, too, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do. Um, but we'll also have a game plan before the week 2K drops and like Starfield and like a million other games <laughs> to distract us. Um, so like Angelo said, if you made it this far, I'm shocked, but this is not our normal, this is not our normal content. But if you made it this far, leave us a like on whatever platform you're listening to. It does help the algorithm and we do appreciate it. We actually are growing in that regard. I don't know if you guys have looked at that, but we'll talk about that off air. Um, Give a follow for the notifications because you do get notified when we drop an episode. Sometimes we do throw out random bonus episodes, and also if you have not yet, which if you've been listening to us for 
more than a month, you know now about the football podcast. Go check out Alex and Angelo. They do release episodes on... Usually Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday and Thursday. So you actually get two episodes of No Reserve on Tuesday and Thursday. So um, just more of the same content. Like, they have a different style. but Much different. It's, it's much different. It's much more... I, I don't want to say relaxed, but it is. You guys don't debate that much. That'd be... As someone with a short attention span... I mean, uh, conflict. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that or not. Manufacture conflict. I don't know if I agree with your statement or not. Just based on the last few episodes. Uh, to be fair, I've I've missed a couple because oh. I've been drowning in work, but I will check up on them. Um. Besides that, follow us on socials. Austin's bad at that, but he is responsible for it. Uh, we are at No Reserves on all social media platforms, and we will see you next week. If you follow the podcast, you will see Angelo on Tuesday. Yep. Peace.